are back, 29, almost 30 minutes after 11 o'clock, our Hello Joy coffee time. Can't blame Richard for bringing in this bug with that plant. Uh, uh, it's might, been bothering be. me for okay. an hour and a half. I got you. I'm clean then. Yes, you are. How are you, man? Yeah. I'm doing good, Jeff. I purposely left my windows down. Um, in, Trying to encourage in, rain? Well, I knew if I raised them up, it wasn't going <laughs> to rain. But now that I have them down, I would say 100% chance of rain. There we go. I I think it's expected maybe mid to late afternoon, uh, probably, okay. but it's it's near. It's um, already in Lafayette. So so it's we're going to get it. That's what you're saying, Jeff. Well, let me show you um, the radar, and it's pretty obvious. See that front? Yeah, yeah. So it was like 30%, I thought, this morning. No, maybe I missed it. 50 to 60%. Okay, so and now it's, you're saying it's increased. I'm, I'm saying it's 100 <laughs> Just, just. I mean, we will get some rain. There, okay. Unless this breaks up magically, and you can see darker areas, those uh-huh. light, those bluish areas are really more cloud cover, but you can see some pretty intense stuff right there. Good. But, That's perfect, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you. No, my pleasure. Candy's head meteorologist. That, well, that would be the case. Okay, good. But, That's... but I'm not a meteorologist. I'm well, just a guy who does reads it really the matter? Weather. Does it really matter? I mean, you could just name you. I'd like to think so. Okay. Well. But All right. anyway, so I know you brought a mum well, in. I did you, bring a mum. What else? And, and there's something, a couple and of. And there's something down here, garlic. And I want to talk a little bit about garlic. And uh, uh, But mums, I did bring the mums. Mums are very late this year. Mums, mums uh, most of the growers or most of the retailers buy their mums locally. And the reason for that is is that you can, one, you, you, you can price it better. There's not a lot of freight involved, okay? And the growers have been growing mums for years. And this was the first year, Jeff, and it's directly due to the heat, not necessarily the drought, but the heat in that the mums is going to be extremely late. So I just brought in, like this right here, just barely showing color. And I was going to say, not uh, real tall. I've seen bigger ones. And- that's right. So this is just a five and a half, uh, six, six and a half inch mum that's been pruned. So all the mums, uh, Jeff, there's no true dwarf mums. What they do is... Uh, to get them this full, the, the plant that Jeff is looking at is probably, I don't know, 6, 8 inches tall and maybe 12, 15 inches wide, full of buds. And what the growers do, and I, again, I'm not exactly sure when they'll start, but I'm going to guess toward the end of July, they'll start pinching them, start pinching the tops, not letting the, the uh, 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 vegetative bud continue to grow. And if you keep pinching it, basically what it do, does is make the plant much shorter, and it uh, makes a lot more uh, blooms come out. And then at some point, they quit, uh, they quit uh, pinching them because then the flower buds are coming. And that's mm-hmm. usually – it's all a matter of with mums, uh, day length. Day length. As the days get shorter, they're going to uh, start to put out the, uh, the, flowering, the, the flower buds. And there are different uh, – uh, you know, there's different varieties that bloom in longer day lengths and shorter day lengths. And so these varieties are for South Louisiana. So this one right here is actually a perfect stage to buy them in because it's – I was going to say, it's going to last longer. It's going to last longer. So it's showing a lot of bud color. And, uh, but anyway, so we just started to get those in. And so I think, I think the timing is going to be right, Jeff. Usually, you know, my first load of stuff and is – Usually about ninety five degrees, and but but we 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 timed it right, you know. We had pansies and petunias and all that coming in. I think it's going to be, we're good to go finally, and uh, so I'm happy about that. The main thing about mums, and we discussed it before, is that mums you got a big plant in a small pot, which means it takes a lot of water. So you got to water these every day because they will fry. You you wouldn't want to immediately put it into another pot, would you? 
No, and the reason is is that I, we tell people when it comes to uh, mums for the fall, remember, most people are using these mums as, uh, as a, a patio decoration or a decoration for the front, or they're using it in an area that they actually just want to get quick color. So really, you wouldn't want to put it in a big pot because these flowers are only going to last about six weeks. That's it. Now, the plant will survive, but it's not like a, a plant you sell a bump into a bigger, bigger container that's going to bloom all summer long. It's not going to do that. It'll bloom next spring. Would what, what it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but, but it's not going to look that great between after it blooms till next spring. You're really not going to show and the, much. The cost of watering it. To keep it that's true. <laughs> that's true. And so you really don't want, I, I don't recommend putting it in a pot for that reason. It's not going to last that long. So leave it in this pot. Enjoy it. However, if you do want to plant it and you have the space, uh, we tell people you get them in this stage right here where it's showing where the buds are established. You can, you can actually put them in shade and they will continue to bloom. If you buy a uh, if you if you buy a mum that's strictly in the vegetative state, no flowers, it's going to need or no flower buds, it's going to need sunlight to make the flowers. So you got to plant them in uh, in an area that gets more sun than shade. So when they finish, you cut all the dead blooms off, and you'll just be a green little bush, and you go plant them in the ground in a sunny location, and they'll bloom in the spring. Cold weather may zap it back, but it's coming back. And uh, so these are garden mums. There's florist mums and, uh, and, and different types. But these are, have become really uh, the most popular ones. Even, even for all saints, it's a, it's a real popular mum to put on the grave site, especially people who have multiple graves. And uh, it's just a cheaper price point. And so uh, just a just a great. I'm, I'm going to go colors. with multiple graves myself, certain body parts in one. <laughs> okay. No, all right, Jeff. Uh, but anyway, so they come in different colors. You know, yellows, and most people know mums, yellows, reds, uh, bronze, uh, pinks. Uh, there's a lot of color, whites, and so there's a lot of different colors. And so just the main thing with garden mums, and we try to tell all the customers they leave, that you got to water, 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 water while they're in the pots. And then once you finish, either discard them or plant them in the ground. And they really don't need any fertilizer either. So there's no fertilizer. At this point, they've been fertilized to make the flowers. Now, when you plant them in the ground, if you want it from next year, yes, you do want to fertilize them. But in terms of the pots, the main thing is strictly water and not to worry. Uh, Ryegrass, Jeff. People have been, not as much as normal because it's been so dang hot, but people have been questioning, uh, you know, when do you plant the rye? And I think we're from this point on, we're good to go. We're finally getting a little rain and temperatures are going to get are going to get mild, and so you know if it gets back in the nineties, not a problem if it stays there one day. But when we, we were getting these consistent temperatures, you know ninety two, ninety three, and the problem with that with ryegrass is that you can get the, the the germination if you can keep it wet enough, you'll get them to germinate. But boy, if it gets really hot and stays there, you know that plant will die. Ryegrass is a cool season. Uh, 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 grass. It's a temporary grass, but it's a cool season, fast growing, easy to plant by seed. So, and just remember when it comes to the lawns, there's two types. There's the uh, the traditional one that maybe 30 years ago that was the only one available that people would plant the lawns, uh, and it's it would get really tall. So you'd have to cut it a lot. I mean, a lot. The new types, which are great for lawns, are are dwarf varieties, which will get. You can easily maintain them to 8, 10 inches. You still have to cut it, but it may be once a month. And so you might have to only cut it three times during the yep. uh, growing season. Gotcha. And so that's, the, that's the, to me, the better one to plant for the lawns. Now, obviously, 
you know, for pastures or if you're trying to hold soil, for example, let's say you just put a lawn down, I mean uh, dirt down and spread it and it's leveled out and it's beautiful and you're worried about erosion, go with the, uh, go with the taller variety because it has a, a much a deeper root system so it'll hold that soil. And the fact that it gets taller will actually help you hold, hold the, uh, uh, the dirt uh, intact. Uh, but anything, um, and, and when I talk about lawns, I'm talking about your interspersing seed within the St. Augustine or the Bermuda or the, or the uh, centipede grass. You broadcast that seed, and ideally, if you can keep it uh, wet, it'll come up in 7, 10 days. Um, and again, temperatures would happen to get back in the 90s. Hopefully, it won't stay consistently. There. It's not going to be an issue. If it does get real hot again, all you do is water it in really good and wait for the temperatures to drop. But I think next week, Jeff, they're saying 85. Mid-80s by midweek. Right. And so that's, that's not, a, not a problem. But the main thing is uh, just getting a little moisture is going to help out a lot. Lawns in general, Jeff, uh, I mean, if we get some rain, uh, you'd want to go ahead and winterize. The lawns have been through hell and back this summer between the bugs and the drought have been really tough on the lawns, and that's very obvious when you drive around town. You can see it. Uh, and, and so uh, you, you want to winterize this year, and you just broadcast it. But I've been t- we've been telling everybody you've got to wait till we get some rain. And according to your predictions, we're going to get it. So this weekend would be a great time to go ahead and uh, – and uh, today and tomorrow we're going to get it. After that, uh, we're dry at least through Wednesday. Right, but I mean, having that soap, that moisture in the ground gotcha, m- gotcha. makes a makes a big difference in terms of of, of you know putting a uh, a fertilizer down that will actually pull moisture away from the plant. So you want to make sure you have it. And you know, yes, I, I understand. Ideally, you'd want to put the fertilizer down and you get the rain on it. Right, that's ideal. But you know, when it's this dry. Um, you don't want to take that chance that your prediction would be incorrect and we somehow skirt this. You know, you go ahead and put your fertilizer down. Now you're out there with water hoses and trying to get this stuff wet. So things are looking. You look at this, the uh, the radar and it's looking pretty good, Jeff. And there's, Lafayette is right here. Okay. So, so I may have to go roll my windows up, what you're telling me? No, you, and, and this is Highway 90, uh, somewhere around Coteau or Broussard. Uh-oh. So yeah. it's getting there. Okay. All right. And uh, so that's it. Okay. So I bought this right here, Jeff, and this is old Creole garlic. It's a little smaller than normal, and I think that has something to do with not so much the drought around here, but, you know, a lot of these uh, uh, these seeds that people buy, such as mustard and turnips and beans and garlic, this is seed garlic, they all grown on the in the west uh, where it's arid not a lot of humidity because humidity will bring bacteria and disease and so you want a, as pure a seed as you can so these were pretty confidently grown somewhere in the west whether it be you know oregon uh, uh, uh california arizona and so you know water's becoming an issue certainly in california and arizona area too so this is much smaller than i'd normally get on a creole garlic but it's certainly very viable is that a seed Okay, so this, what, you, what you're looking at... It almost looks like it could be something you'd use. You could cook with. That's yeah. right. So basically, you know, to kind of keep it simple, Jeff, this, this actually, this garlic is Creole garlic. It looks, it looks very similar to the one you'd buy in the store, right? People come buy seed potatoes from us, uh, Irish potatoes. It looks identical to the ones grown in the store. It's not so much uh, uh, the fact that, uh, the, it's a different variety. It's where they were grown and how they were grown and what they do to make a 
to make it certified seed garlic or certified seed potatoes is that they'd have to pass an inspection, meaning, meaning disease-free and uh, bug-free. And so you're starting off with a clean, viable seed that's going to do the best for, for production. And that's why you don't want to uh, – um, you know, these are coming out of these regions where it's not a lot of humidity, much less disease problems. So it's, it would be really difficult, if not impossible, to grow seed garlic down here to sell because it would be, you know, if, if you're going to go through the agriculture department, it have to be a cash, cash crop uh, because it would be – it's just too humid down here to make that happen. And so these right here are actually uh, – uh, you would take it, and what I'm showing Jeff here is a pot of garlic that uh, you would basically buy in the grocery store. But then you can break this up. Jeff, I'm going to make a mess, all right? So, and then you got these cloves. And really the cloves, you can leave the sheath that's on there. You know how normally you peel it to do it? You leave that sheath on there, and there's the top, and there's the root. And what I'm showing Jeff is one of the cloves, and it really has no roots on it, right? I mean, you just see that little, where the roots are going to start, but that doesn't matter. The roots are going to grow, so don't worry about that. So, but, so for, for each pod, you're probably going to get on this one probably about 8 to 10 uh, cloves that you'd actually plant. And so what we tell people, each clove is going to make one big pod. And, uh, and so it's kind of a neat crop. It's a long crop, and uh, it does really, really well. Uh, but it just takes you some time. It, you won't harvest these till next May, Jeff, and you plant them now. They used to say uh, you plant you until May. Wow. Not till not till May. They used to say you plant these. When, kind of maintenance for that long of a time. Well, the good the good thing about it is that there's really not a lot of maintenance because you don't have to worry about cold, uh, and you don't have to worry about bugs. That's the advantage of the 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 fall and winter crops. Or vampires, not or vampires, because yeah. that's going to eliminate you're, you're all that. Stay away. Keeps the snakes away too. Yeah. So so the bottom line is that it's really not a maintenance. I guess the the big one would be a little weeding. Uh, now and then to keep them clean. A lot of people will actually put these around the perimeter. Let's say you have a raised bed. They'll put this around the perimeter of the raised bed. And the reason is is that it doesn't take up any space for your tomato plants in the spring. But but you can utilize that perimeter and still plant plant your, your fall crop, your cabbage, your bronchi, and all that. And in theory, it's supposed to help with uh, insect reduction. In theory, okay. Gotcha. And so, uh, but it doesn't. T- it doesn't. It doesn't uh, take up any space because it really don't. They, they don't make it. The plants will get about uh, eighteen inches tall and really don't get wide. And so, it doesn't take up a lot of uh, a lot of area. And so, you just got to be patient with them. You want to keep fertilizing them all winter long, and then somewhere around. Uh, March or April, depending on the size of the plant, you can go and kind of loosen that soil around the the uh, the pod that you'll actually see, and that kind of allows it to expand and grow. So they'll start to expand in the spring, and you harvest them when actually when they start to die, uh, which would be Mayish, could be even June. It used to be Jeff, you you plant them when the kids go back to school, and you harvest them when they get out of school. Well, that be, be, because of the temperature changes, that's kind of changed. We're moving it back to uh, moving it fall where you plant them in October. Still going to harvest them about the same time, but you can't plant them that early because it's so darn hot uh, in September, and so you got to wait a little bit. But they do, they do very, very well. So if you look at something, they can be grown in containers. As long as you know it's going to take a while, you're going to have to hold that container or that area. Uh, you, you won't be able to plant your spring crop in there. Still okay, not a big deal. So when they grow, do they need support at all? Or they'll... 
No, it's just uh, it's just gets about twelve inches tall. Again, it doesn't take up space, so it's really not a lot of space. You're going to actually plant each one of these clothes about every four, six inches. You just drill them around the around the perimeter or wherever you're going to plant them. And uh, how deep? About an inch. About an inch. Cool. So and uh, and just let them go. Want to fertilize them? You know, when you first plant them, you can put a little bone meal in there too. Helps with the uh, root development, and then. As the season progresses, every four to six weeks, add a little fertilizer, and they do well. Strawberries are coming. People are talking about strawberries. Strawberries had a tough time this summer. Strawberries don't produce in the summer, Jeff, so it's really more of a spring and, and early summer crop. But they lost it because of the heat, and which is really not a bad thing because starting with new, new seed plants is probably a good idea in terms of production. And then you'll start, we'll start getting those in around the end of October and uh, you know, Jeff, I, I like to always say that, you know, ABASH started people planting petunias in the fall, and I think uh, I'm going to take credit on that one, too. People, people normally planted uh, strawberries in the spring, which really is so late. But, uh, you know, the big boxes, were, you know, they come in with these plants with strawberries on them, you know. And so, but that's because up north they cannot um, start until the spring. And that's exactly right, too. You know, they won't plant till May, right? Yeah. And so, and so that's kind of – but over here you can do it. And so you plant them, you know, in the Ponchatoula area, they'll actually plant them in November. Yeah, their festival, their harvest is May, I it, think, you know. Uh, I think it's March. And so uh, real – maybe April. Maybe April, April. But the reason they're doing that, they plant them in the fall, and they'll, so they'll start production. Last year, Jeff – People were producing strawberries in late January, mm-hmm. making the strawberry itself. And that's because we had that one week of cold, which doesn't affect the leaves. So the only thing about strawberries you got to worry about is the flowers, not the plant. Okay. So it didn't affect the plant at all. And they weren't blooming then anyway. It was December. And, got to, and remember, January is very warm, and mm-hmm. people were making strawberries. So they started making strawberries end of January, February, March, April, May, which is a really long harvest. Whereas if you plant them in the spring, they're going to start producing in May if you do early spring. And really, you don't have that long. You may have three or four weeks of production because then temperatures get hot. So just remember that. We'll get them bare root. They're inexpensive to buy, and that starts in, um, in late October. And, plant. and then, of course, the onions are coming, and that's another plant. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But the big Vidalia onions and red onions are, is uh, something that, uh, that people will plant, and they do, they do extremely well. So, getting back to uh, seasonal color, Jeff, we're just starting to bring stuff in. We talked about the pansies last week. It's too early. We're getting them in, Jeff. I still think it's too early. And the problem and the reason I think it's too early because these temperatures this weekend are perfect for a pansy, but it's going to warm up. And things like petunias and snaps can take a moderate warm-up. Uh, Mid-80s is not a problem. That's not going to be an issue. The pansies w- will not like it. So, this is what we tell the customers that, look, if you're just planting a, a few plants in some containers, no problem. Take a chance. Try to get an early start. If you want to do a whole bed of pansies, it's way too early uh, because it will get warm enough again, and uh, uh, and that will cause a problem. The advantage of the pansies is that it'll take the cold. No matter what we get, it'll take that cold, but it will not take that heat, and that's uh, you know that's always a, an issue. Things like petunias and dianthus and snapdragons can take that moderate, uh, you know, uptick in temperatures as long as it doesn't maintain there, and 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 that's kind of the why we have to wait to bring these these plants in till now is that we got to get a, a front come through that will cool things down and hopefully not uptick that temperature consistently again, and so I think I think we're we're good to go on that. Remember, the petunia is notoriously what people want to plant them in the spring. 
And it's kind of the same with the strawberry. If you plant the petunias in the fall, they'll bloom for you uh, sporadically in the fall. Then all of a sudden, about the you know second week of January, they won't bloom at all. And people will say, man, they're not blooming, not blooming. The reason is our day length is so short. And usually in January, we get a lot of overcast weather. So you're not getting enough sun. But as soon as February hits and we start to get sun, the petunias will explode. When I say explode, uh, I mean just solid color, these big plants with solid color. And they'll bloom all spring uh, into early summer. So that's the advantage of getting a start. The other advantage, Jeff, is, you know, the the fall temperatures are moderate. It's easy to get out. We've had a tough, tough summer. And so so people just didn't want to get out. And certainly I was one of those who didn't want to get out. It was tough. And and so uh, this is a good opportunity to get out and and do a little planning and 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 uh, and, and kind of getting getting ready and it won't it won't mess up your spring crop at all because the flowers that you plant now will go till about April or May, and people say oh that's in you know I, I want to plant my vink and all that and, and Jeff we've learned over the years that vink you got to plant late anyway so it really doesn't mess you up on most most plants and so. Uh, you know, we tell people you plant your, your flowers in October, then you won't have to replant till May, and you're only doing two seasons. Some people have to do three seasons. What they do is they they plant a, a, a fall crop, and then they'll plant again in uh, in the early spring, and those early spring plants won't go all summer. So they get they have to plant three times. So this way it's a two-season crop, and uh, hopefully we'll have the, uh, you know, moderate weather and uh and we'll be fine i don't know what they're calling for jeff everybody you know one thing about the almanac it says it's going to be a uh it's going to be a cold winter so i don't know what that means you know like <laughs> w- was last year a cold winter i guess depends on how you define it right i mean last year we cold had a weekend we had a cold but it was really cold right <laughs> it was a really 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 cold but to me last winter was a very mild winter other than that week to me it was not a cold winter at all we did not have I mean, we had spring weather all of January and February, uh, so we had a week of cold, real cold, and we had spring weather the rest of the time. So I'm not sure, you know, what the almanac is saying there. Are they saying it's going to be a few days of cold, extreme cold, or is it going to be consistent cold? I love a consistently cool winter. You know, let's not get these pipe freezing no, uh, no. days. We don't need that, but certainly let's let's have our winter. Uh, it, it helps a lot of things to have that, you know, uh, certain plants need certain chilling hours to be able to produce fruit and so or even produce flowers and so if you don't get that you know it's kind of changing changing what can be planted and and so these old established plants that have, have been consistent over the years are starting to struggle because they're not getting enough temperatures i think it's below 45 degrees enough hours of 45 degrees temperatures and and when you don't when it doesn't do that it uh it won't make flowers and so you know so the normal maybe a, a peach that would that have done that's done well over many 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 decades is not doing as well because it's not getting the proper amount of temperature so we just got to deal with it and things you know things are changing and so we just kind of kind of bob and weave and uh, and adjust as they go gotcha anything else you want to share uh jeff that, i think that's it we will be open this sunday and okay. uh, and also, uh, if people can download the ABS Garden Center app, we kind of revitalize it and regenerate it, and uh, I think it would be worth everybody's while. You know, I was thinking about the mums. For folks who are specifically buying them to put at graves for All Saints Day, how 
early or late do you want them to buy that? Yeah, when, when's the best time? Th- that's a good point. I, I would say, you know, seven to ten days before All Saints. And that's a good point. Like this one right here, it looks like it would be perfect for All Saints because it's tight buzz, not showing color, right? No, it won't because uh, this one's going to bloom out. So we will get you – know, every week we get uh, different varieties of mums that will bloom later. And but you can, there's only a certain point it'll, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll all be done. But you know about about two two and a half weeks before All Saints, we get our last shipment that's going to make it through All Saints, and that's assuming. And, and it is tricky because you know when I've seen it when temperatures are really really hot late, uh, they're going to want to. We put these in the shade and uh, we water them a lot, but we keep them in the shade because in the sun they would be bloomed out. So you got to kind of pan, let us take care of them and bl- buy them later for All Saints. There you go. Anything else? That's it, Jeff. All right. Uh, always a pleasure. Appreciate you joining us. And, again, you say open this Sunday, but not necessarily every Sunday. Every Sunday. It kind of depends on the weather. Gotcha. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Jeff.